Hi Andile, my name is Wolf Stinnes. I'm solutions architect for Dimension Data in the Middle East and Africa region. I started my life in the smart buildings practice and we've grown that to smart precinct cities and as part of that we've done a lot of work in the sports arena. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Wolf. Thank you so much. You're in the space as an architect to basically translate that vision into not just products, but really uh, uh, holistic solutions for the market, for, for your enterprise clients, right? Yeah, indeed, it's spot on. Uh, so my job is to understand where the market is going, which of our ecosystem partners are leading the race. And uh, as an integrator, we bring those, market, those, those elements together into solutions that solve critical business uh, problems for our clients. And with IoT in particular, we find that it's got a huge transformational role in terms of how our clients go about their business. And IoT specifically is then the platform on which we build the digital transformation. And we can talk a little bit around that, how, that, uh, you know, how we use that in sport. And so uh, in terms of Dimension Data, you guys are a software firm, obviously. And I imagine that involves, or what you said involves bringing together a number of different partners to carry out an objective. Yeah, totally. But, uh, but I think it's worthwhile noting that uh, from a Dimension Data perspective, we cover the entire stack. So from the real physical infrastructure that goes into buildings, and in our case, you think around Stadia, right through to the communication stack and then into the applications that you see uh, as we used here with uh, Samantha's heart rate being on our smartphone. So we cover that entire stack. Um, maybe a bit of history to that is, uh, I don't know if you're a football fan. So I, I am. I'm a complete football nutter. So Who are you into? <laughs> so I've got German descent, which makes it quite funny. Um, but the... Uh, you know, 2006, before the World Cup in Germany, I said to our execs, you know, this is not going to happen again. Uh, no one's going to steal the African World Cup another time. So <laughs> so about, uh, I'm going to say, five months before the decision was made, and, and we had that relational moment uh, for, for the region, knowing that the World Cup was coming, I was actually saying to our execs, you know, what we're doing in the smart building space can be translated to uh, other arenas as well. So think around stadium in particular, but also airports, hotels, all the infrastructure that we built. Um, and that's really where we form the nucleus of what is today our IoT practice, starting with the smart buildings. And um, it is with pride that we say that um, from a dimension data perspective, then the, this practice was started in South Africa. We, did f we built five out of these seven World Cup stadiums and some training grounds like Orlando um, in an entirely new approach that um, we now recognize as the Internet of Things. Back then we called it converged real estate. Um, it's essentially a digital-ready uh, stadium uh, uh, which all the systems run and you can provide a much better fan experience which in those days before everybody had a smartphone really pertained to being safe and secure um, and also being smooth from a ticketing perspective and and then some screens around the the venue in which you could see the replays and and so forth and now i mean given the unfortunate events uh, that happened in manchester i suppose the whole aspect around security and integrating quote-unquote a fan experience into into a building or into a venue will probably take on a whole new light for many people. Uh, it has, and uh, I mean, it is the pertinence of the events out in Manchester and actually having the Yorkshire police here yesterday talking around those kind of things in their context around the cycling event, the, the Tour of Yorkshire. Um, but thinking back to those, as it was absolutely revolutionary that from a stadium perspective, we could share the camera feeds that were inside the stadium. So we not only had full control over every system on a single pane of glass, as we call it, within the stadium, but we were able to share those cameras uh, with the precinct around us, the waterfront, the city of Cape Town, and the security forces pertinent to the event. 
down to the South African police services, and we were able to do that securely, which for you can imagine for a fan mile at you know, two kilometers from the station to the stadium and passing through the waterfront is a is an absolute critical um, point of con- of concern for security and you know today we probably say that's that's a necessary um, a base mile for events like UF etc but it was pioneered in, down in Cape or in South Africa and now from in, uh, connected buildings to connected bras <laughs> yeah that's that's a longer story and, and I think around the bra I think the only um, real authority that we have here is, is Samantha. Is that a guy's idea? Um, I think Samantha will tell you that she was actually very upset when she had a colleague uh, having the high toe vest, as we call it. So it, in the fabric itself, it measures your vital statistics. It's got a sensor that transmits that, and then you can see it as you did on your on the mobile phone a moment ago. Just a heads up, if you're just listening to us now, you're probably wondering what the heck we're talking about. So I'm sitting in front of uh, Wolf's computer, and right now one of his... Uh, colleagues, um, Samantha Jones is sitting at home and, and wearing this vest, uh, in her case a bra, and uh, essentially this vest uh, acts as an ECG machine, and we're looking at her heart rate, we're looking at all her major vitals remotely. Correct, and I think that's that's the amazing part that we that, that we see for the amateur alike, so any all the supporters that uh, were at the race could obviously see how Samantha was doing, but somebody sitting anywhere else in the world could... Uh, uh, could tap into what she were, how she was doing in, in the race and uh, hopefully send us some some messages of encouragement. So this vest was won in the race. Uh, how, how well did Samantha do? She, she did finish. And okay, that's all we need to know. And I'll, I'll let you tell her, the, her story because it is, it is fascinating. But yeah, so it's, it's a very tough marathon and um, she uh, certainly beat some of her male colleagues. I'm not sure it's because she had all that information at her fingertips. She might have to answer that. Uh, but, um, you know, the... The uh, the real time data in terms of the bio that's that's really something that's uh, getting huge traction in sport generally. So whether it's professional teams that are training um, and adapting their training programs, or indeed the Dimension Data Cycling Team um, that is uh, at the forefront of of the more scientific and data driven um, training programs, uh, we see a, a vast um, use of that for the train for the athletes and the teams and the training staff themselves but also for the massive fans out there. So you can imagine um, transmitting that data onto a live TV screen or a a streaming um, show that's going live. And while you get the the image feeds, you can see how the various athletes are doing in in relation to one another. So it's it's a fascinating world that's opening up. So you think in terms of top-tier sport, I'm thinking in terms of insurance, in terms of like, you know, risk profiling or modeling around, uh, uh, you know, in the actuarial industry. Do you think, how far ahead do you guys think in terms of like ideas that, you know, might work here but could easily have commercial potential elsewhere? Yeah, I think so. So right now it is very much used in, in the professional sports arena, but um, at the pace that the development is going with our partner NTT Group, uh, we certainly see that it's going to be in the fabric of your normal clothing very soon. Yeah, your life insurer could very well just make you know, incentivize you to wear this vest in exchange for, you know, lower premiums. Yeah, indeed, I can see where you're going with this. You want Zara to incorporate in their dress, so then we, when you buy a Zara vest uh, or a Zara dress, your wife is very happy with you, and, and so is the insurance company. Zara, if you're listening, exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's where it's going, but I think if we talk about... Uh, uh, non-consumer type use case where it's going very quickly uh, we've got a very strong practice in healthcare and we're doing a lot of work within the hospitals themselves but if you think around the the elderly um, you know it's it's not 
you don't have to worry about your Fitbit, you don't have to worry about an Apple Watch or fitting anything else. Actually, in, the, in your everyday clothes, we've got a view in terms of you know what your biometrics are. And uh, not only heart rate and so forth, the, the type of sensing that we're able to do, even down to levels of diabetes, is, is changing rapidly. So um, it also knows whether you're sitting still, whether you're at rest, whether you've fallen over, whether you, you know, m- might have uh, fallen down the stairs. So we can now very proactively um, and in real time uh, monitor how our elderly patients are doing at home. Um, and we can react to that either just by, uh, you know, comforting uh, with a social worker maybe or sending out an ambulance because there's something more serious. So you can imagine how, uh, what kind of value that derives for not only the, the people who are treating themselves, but, uh, you know, in my case, I've got, uh, you know, I'm, I'm older than I look, so my parents are also getting old. And, and for both of those, it, I'd, it would be very useful to, for me to see on a, you know, I could look in and, and see or be alerted to any problem myself as well, never mind the healthcare provider. Exciting stuff around IoT. Wolf Stinnes of uh, Dimension Data, thank you so much for being on the African Tech Roundup, man. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Andile. All the best.